Good morning, and this is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it, whether we are in this beautiful sanctuary worshiping together as the body of Christ, or whether we are at home by ourselves or with our families. This is the day the Lord has given us in to praise, to stir up God's Holy Spirit in our hearts, to commune with God, and to be the church in worship. And so I invite you to be in the spirit of worship this morning. Uh, I'm going to play Blessed Assurance, a good old Baptist hymn, uh, to try and uh, stir up that spirit of worship uh, among us this morning. Blessed Assurance. Blessed Assurance, Jesus is
Gracious God, we are so grateful for this day that is set aside to worship you, to uh, bring ourselves before you anew, to remind ourselves of the gift that you bring to us, the gift of life, the gift of blessings, the gift of community, and the gift of your constant presence with us in good times and in difficult times like, uh, like right now. We invite you to be in our hearts this morning as we virtually worship together. May we be connected by your Holy Spirit. We ask all of this in the precious and powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this morning comes from Luke, uh, a post-Easter story of Jesus walking with two disciples on their way to Emmaus and uh, having a good conversation with them. Uh, Join me, if you will, in Luke 24, beginning in verse 13. It's another long text, uh, but it's a good one, so stick with me. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all the things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you're walking along? They stood still looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, what things? They replied, the things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified. But we had hoped that he was the one to ransom, to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all that, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find the body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead of them as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, stay, because it's almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to him, to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, the Lord has risen indeed and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. 
May God add a blessing to this reading of the text and cause it to be the inspired word for us today. This is a great, this is one of my favorite stories about these two fellows who are walking along. It, it's after the, the crucifixion. It's after rumors of resurrection and they're trying to make sense of it all and they decide to just go home. Let's go home for a while and, and relax and forget about all of this. And they're walking along and they're talking about all that had gone on and up comes a stranger uh, to them. We know it's Jesus. They think it's a stranger and uh, begins to quiz them about what's going on and they relay some of the events and Jesus, as this stranger, says, oh, how foolish you are. How, how slow of heart and walks and begins to explain to them all that the scriptures had said about the Messiah and how Jesus uh, fulfilled those expectations and fulfilled those scriptures. And um, th- I love this story because it is it comes to us in a time of of difficulty for these disciples. There's all of their hopes had been dashed everything was lost and yet here was some here was some glimmer of hope and they're trying to make sense of it and Jesus doesn't just appear to them in this giant glowing halo descending from above like an angel in platinum white garments no Jesus comes alongside and begins to join them where they are and walks along with them first listening and then sharing out of his heart all that he knew from the scriptures and and all of the things that continue to give hope uh, this was not this was a subtle gentle Jesus the gentle savior who comes alongside in our moments of distress and instead of making a big dramatic effect um, takes the time takes the time to uh, share and help them to wrap their heads around it and to point out, he calls them foolish. He, he points out how silly they've been in some way. Jesus, Jesus does that to me all the time, which, uh, I don't always appreciate, but Jesus certainly coming alongside us at these moments, uh, of our trauma, these moments of despair, these moments when we need some explanation. We need to understand. Uh, we're confused and we're lost. And the Savior we worship, the Jesus we have come to know, is a Jesus who joins us where we are and who, who helps us explore uh, all that we need to know so that we might find for ourselves not just answers to what's going on, but answers uh, that last, answers that inspire our faith, answers that give us the strength and the courage to keep going in times of trouble. It's kind of like when uh, my kids are doing their homework and there's a question and I know the answer and I, I know it and it's almost I can't help but just throw the answer out there and give it to them right away and, and come off looking smart. Well, Jesus is so much better than I am about this stuff. Uh, Jesus patiently walks the Cleopas and the other companion through the stories so that they might come to understand on their own and know for themselves, not just because someone told them, 
but because it had been demonstrated to them in a loving, gentle way. And then when they get to the house, uh, Jesus is invited in. Um, Jesus is just fine going on. Jesus isn't going to force himself on anybody. It's only, it's only when they say, hey, come join us. It's late. Come be with us in this time. Jesus isn't going to force himself on us. We can, we can let Jesus keep walking and go home and stay confused or, or, or still wonder about these things. It's only when we invite Jesus in that our eyes are opened. It's only when we say, come, stay here, be with me, continue to teach me, let me be with you just in your presence. Be my companion, be in this place with me continually and constantly. And it's only then when Jesus reminds us. Uh, and in this sense, the bread becomes a metaphor for our... Remi- and the bread is, of course, a ceremony of remembrance once a month when we celebrate communion. Remember me in doing this as, through the breaking of the bread and the sharing of the cup. Uh, Jesus is revealed to us, and we are reminded of all the ways Jesus came along. And in the same way, when Jesus is with these two disciples, and he blesses the bread and he breaks it, their eyes are opened because they remembered. This is the Messiah. This is the Jesus we've come to know. This is the one who, of course, everything happened the way it was supposed. It's as if the, all of a sudden uh, the, a veil had been lifted from their eyes and they could see everything so clearly. And then they, ref- what I love, and Jesus disappears and they, what I love is they reflect back and they go, you know what? We kind of knew it all along, didn't we? Did not our hearts burn while he was talking to us on the road? Didn't, did it not, did not Jesus get revealed to us through this stranger? Even when we didn't know it was Jesus, it wasn't, wasn't Jesus being demonstrated to us, revealed to us all along. I know when this pandemic is over that we are going to look back and we're going to go, ah, you know what, I, I can see where Jesus was there all along, where the work of the Holy Spirit was going on in the middle of all of this, where God was all around us, within us, and working through us. Uh, and we can understand that through the risen Christ. We can know that in our heart of hearts uh, and and when we look back, we will be able to see it much more clearly. I love this story because it applies to our faith journey, no matter where we are in it. And it it is a great kind of nutshell of how the gospel works in the hearts of every believer. Uh, and so I commend it to you during this pandemic time, during these times of trouble, to in to. Listen to the still small voice of Jesus helping us make sense of it all, helping us to cope, helping us to, to wrap our heads around all that is going on and invite that Jesus into your life. Invite that Jesus to be in the midst of all that is happening to us right now, in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of your struggles to be at home, in the midst of your your job complications, whatever those may be. Uh, and then um, 
be, let Jesus be revealed to you. Remember all that Jesus has been in the past. And I look forward to the day when we can reflect again back on all that Jesus has been doing in our midst. In the meantime, Jesus walks along with us and gives us all that we need to be sustained, to to find blessing and joy even in the midst of struggle. I thank you for uh, joining us today, and I invite you to continue to pray for my family, and I will continue to pray for you and yours. Uh, this morning I want to close by uh, first reading a prayer that comes to us through feasting on the Word, a curriculum that we're using. And uh, following that, uh, I will share the Cares Chorus, which is a nice uh, a nice praise chorus for uh, for this time, kind of a prayer as we cast our cares upon Christ. Anyway, join me in prayer this morning. Loving and gracious God, we do come before you uh, as your children, as your people, as those who walk with you on the road. And we ask, God, that you would hear our prayer. And though we are far apart and in our own homes and not gathered together here, our hearts are bound together and we come to you as one body, uh, lifting up the name of Jesus and giving our prayers over to you. And so we pray to you now, Lord, for the governments of the world, for its leaders and all of the decisions that they have to make particularly in this time when all people are threatened by this virus. We pray, God, that they might resist the corruption of sin and serve the common good. God, we pray for our planet Earth, that all people may be good stewards of its resources and share in its abundance. In this time of hoarding and and uh, drawing things to ourselves, it's really it, it becomes a challenge to try and remember that we must there is enough for everybody and we must leave enough for everybody. God, we pray for the poor and the stranger that they may receive a place of refuge and hope, and that the church may offer the hospitality the first disciples offered Jesus on the road to Emmaus. May we, in whatever way we can, even though we are isolated and in in lockdown right now, may we find creative ways to still be charitable and hospitable. For the sick and those in distress, especially those who are experiencing the effects of this coronavirus directly, that they may find healing for their pain and be restored to the fullness of life. God, for our neighbors, that we may live together in peace and share in resources. And we pray for our enemies, that they may receive good things, and that we, your servants, not return evil for evil. God of resurrection, hear our prayer. Amen. (laughs) All my cares upon you. I lay all of my burdens down at your feet. And any time that I don't know what to do, I will.
good day and God bless.